Think about it. Okay, when, when, when God comes back for us, um, can you, you can't really imagine a life without sin. I can't imagine it. I just know it's going to be great. Everybody say amen. Amen. But not only that, there's no, there will be no sin around you, and there's not going to be any sin in you either. Can you imagine that? That means you mean I won't have to stop thinking the way I think? I mean, I can't wait for Jesus to return, man. I, I, wish, he get, I wish he comes back the second I'm done. Amen. And you should too, because at least you're all sitting in church. <laughs> That's a good start, everybody. <laughs> I'm in church. <laughs> So you should be wishing he comes back too, but I, I, I really, I really, man, there's nothing down here, not my kid's future, not my, my retirement, there's nothing down here that will stop me from wanting to see Jesus. Amen. I pray he comes. Amen. But until then, hallelujah, we have to carry on. Now, it's just, it's just uh, Ken Burns does the greatest um, documentaries you'll ever see. I just love Ken Burns. He did one on my favorite sport is actually football. If I'm gonna watch something, I'm gonna watch a little football. Like yesterday I sat home by myself and I used to watch college football all day as I cleaned the house and all that. You know, and, and, and if I'm gonna watch it, I'm gonna watch football, but I played baseball. Mm-hmm. And baseball is really, uh, I was really good at it, to be honest. And, 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 and um, so occasionally I do, I know I do keep up with baseball, but it's just, I just don't want to sit there and watch it, you know what I mean? But man, he did this documentary on baseball, and then he had this one guy, it was, it was the Governor Como from uh, New York. He made this statement, and when I saw it, I went, man, that's an amazing statement. So I, I sent this video to 007. I hope we can play it, and I hope you guys can hear it. I want you to hear this real quick. says the Bible tried to do that to teach you and he's right Amen. but he said baseball did and I can't help but think I'm watching uh, 
game yesterday. Kid scores a touchdown. Uh, 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 look, a little fast black kid from some inner city somewhere. And the first one there to greet him is some big old white dude from, I don't know, Iowa. <laughs> and he picks him up in the air, and at that moment, they are brothers. All right. Sports figured it out. Uh-huh. Have you ever seen the movie 42 about Jackie Robinson? It's this one scene where Jackie Robinson's really upset because this guy was really giving him a hard time. And he was down inside the clubhouse. And then Branch Rickey, the guy who hired him, came down. And he says, Jack, we need you. Jack, you are medicine. Wow. You're medicine, Jackie. You, you can fix, you can change perceptions of, that people have. And I, and I can't help but think, he says, coming together in community, we are better together. Amen. When people say they don't need to go to church, you need to get them this message I'm, I'm trying to teach you right now. If people say, well, you don't have to have church and you don't have to, you need to tell you need to forward them this that I'm going to try to teach you today because I'm, I'm going to try to show you how important community is, all right? Amen. Us. Yes. Now, my uncle's there. In Detroit, I had a clique. And, and my uncle was, Cal was, a, he, he saw us. He, he, we had this clique, and we didn't do anything apart. You know why? Because, man, that's how you survive in Detroit. <coughs> we weren't a gang, but we had gang-like mentality, because if you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. Amen, somebody. Amen. And, and my thing is, that's how you survive. We survived that way. We survived the together in the community helped us survive. So here it is, here, here, here's this church, right? And, and I think we're more than that. Because one beauty of having a smaller church is you know everybody. And so you back everybody. And so you're on everybody's team. And, and, I, and, I, and I always said, if I'm gonna pass the church, I want to pass a church where, where people actually did like each other. Because I've been in churches where everybody didn't like each other. Amen. I told you all the time, I broke up a fight in the lobby between two old ladies. <laughs> so I'm saying, I've seen some crazy stuff at church. I've seen enemies just, just hate each other sitting across from each other in church. And they kept hating each other. And I go, man, Lord, if I ever, want, if I ever get to pass the church, we have to master the art of loving one another. And we have to understand the importance of us. Amen. Or community. Everybody say amen, amen. better than that. Amen. Psalms 133. Now, I got a lot of scriptures, but they're short. I usually don't like to jump you around like this, but, but I have to on this one. Psalms 131, and, I mean 133 and 1, Auntie. How good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. He's saying, listen, man, oh, how wonderful and how pleasant it is when God's people comes together. So right now, God is sitting there right now looking down at us going, Man, that's nice. Amen. You know why? Because we've come together, and we come together, and we, when God's people come together, and then they begin to commune in a certain way, they begin to commune with unity. Yes. To be united, man. Let me tell you guys something. Nobody outside of us can make me hate you. Amen. Say it again. Nobody outside of us 
can say something to me to make me not like you. In fact, someone outside of us who bought me something about you, even if it was true, they will become my enemy. Amen. Why? Because you're not part of we. Uh-huh. Hallelujah, somebody. You know why a lot of people don't like church? Because church people are hypocrites and they're double-minded and they're sellouts and, and people see it. Amen, that's true. And the first church strived in the book of Acts not because they had a great big screen, a wonderful praise team, and the preaching was really good. They strive because when people saw them out there, they went, man, those people stick together. I want to be a part of that. Yes, yes. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. It says it's, it's great, it's wonderful when people come together and they, and they figure it out and they begin to do it in unity. Next verse. It is like precious oil poured on the head, yeah. running down on the beard. It is like precious oil poured down the head of, of Aaron's beard, and it runs down his collar. What they would do is they would pour oil on the anointed people. And then, then too, if you went in people's homes, they would pour oil on you. So I'd be like, don't pour that oil on me. <laughs> Messing up my clothes? I paid a lot of money for this shirt. But they would pour oil on you and the oil would run down because the oil did what? It made you smell good because uh, you had been probably walking out there and dusty, you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They would clean your feet with oil. So it says, it's like pouring oil on Aaron's beard and then it runs down. So what does that mean? It means coming in here, what happens is God pours oil down upon me and it runs down upon you. Amen, amen. We come together in unity because that's how you get the oil. So when people go, I don't need to go to church, you're not getting no oil. Right, right. Hallelujah, somebody. Because it's, it, it runs down Aaron's bill, down the collar of his robe. It runs down onto, next, keep going, Auntie. It is as if the dew of Hermon were falling on Mount Zion, mm -hmm. for there the Lord bestows his blessing. See, that's how he gives his life blessings, evermore. because it, it's like the dew or, or, or the gentle rain on the, on the Mount of Zion, and it runs down hell, and it runs upon everybody, and that's where the blessings are. You need us. Amen. We need you. Remember, remember the thing about the wolf? You know, it, how did it go? It, it says the, the strength of the wolf is the pack, and the strength of the pack is the wolf. Mm -hmm. We are in this together. Amen. And there's no devil in hell. There's nothing that will stop that. Oh, man, I just wish for, I just wish, man, with the body of Christ, which, which is supposed to be this whole body, I'm talking about not just us, Every believer, you, you, you got to think something. There's something missing because, man, we got more church per capita than any other country in the world. And why are we so greedy? Every, you know what drives me nuts right now, TV? Because it's like, man, you, you have to pay for TV, and then now you got to pay for better TV. Mm -hmm. How are they getting away with that? I, we already got Disney, now I got to get Disney Plus. I'm already paying for ESPN, now I got to get ESPN Plus. I already got HBO, I got to get HBO Max. And pay more money. Oh, it's the greed of America. 
Yes, it is. Why are we, and why do we have so many people who barely scrape by, and then we have other people getting rich off of that, but we got all these churches. Why are we still struggling with diversity when we got all these churches? Something is wrong. Amen. Yes, it is. We're saying all the right things. We're quoting all the scriptures, and we're not doing a lot of sin, and we don't cuss people out. But my thing is, Paul says, you can do everything perfect, but if you have no love, you don't have anything. And that's where I think the button is. That's the button right there. I will judge you on one thing. Only on one thing. I will judge you how you love. Amen. Amen. That's the only way I can tell if you're a Christian or not. Not because you do everything right, because you're not going to do everything right, and I'm not going to hold you to try to do everything right. Not because you always make all the best decisions and because you've never sinned. Impossible. But if you love the right way, I can say that person's a Christian. That person right there, that's a believer right there. But wait a minute, you don't understand what they just did. I don't care what they just did. God is able to wipe that away and they can repent from that, hallelujah, Amen. and be transformed in their mind to get over that and overcome it and never do it again. But man, love is something that God measures constantly. Yes, constantly. Yes. And what kind of love? Especially, oh yeah, love in the world, in the city, which is hard to do. But, but he says, your love for the brethren. Yes, for the people who sit next to you on the pews. It's the most important thing. When people come visit us, man, they always go, man, your church is tight. Man, your church is tight, man. I mean, after visitors come, they go, man, you got a really good group. And you know what I love on potlucks? Because you greedy suckers always trying to eat. <laughs> you never see the same people sitting together. Man, and we always think, how do we get so close at the beginning? Well, we ate all the time. <laughs> you, you get to know somebody eating. Hallelujah, somebody. So next potluck, sit with somebody you never sat with before. Amen. Get to know them. Everybody say amen. amen. Proverbs 27, 17. Let me move on. Proverbs 27, 17, my auntie. As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. And this scripture gets said a lot, but this is what it's really saying. As as we rub up against each other, hallelujah, that's how we begin, we, we, without others you become dull and useless, ineffective. See, you have to be able to scrape up against, now let me tell you something, great relationships and bad ones, they both keep you on your toes. Uh -huh. That's true. So it's like, when you come in here, and my thing is, and you're rubbing up against the person next to you, not literally. <laughs> I mean, you're rubbing up on everybody now, you know. <laughs> but, <laughs> what are you doing? I'm rubbing up against her. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're about to get through out this window. We're not doing that here. <laughs> uh, but I'm saying spiritually, when you clang up against each other to sharpen a knife, you got to rub it against something that is just as hard or a little harder. And so coming together, we're iron sharp. Only iron can sharpen iron, so only a person can sharpen another person. Amen. That's the only way we get stronger. Mm -hmm. 
That's the only way we become, because God, no matter what, he uses people yes, to get does. things down. It comes from God, but he always uses people. So does Satan. Amen. Comes from Satan, but he can use people. Satan has agents out here. Yes, he does. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. So my thing is, it's like, man, the only way we can get this thing, only way we can stay sharp is to be bumping up against the people of God in your community. Baseball does it. Man, I'm playing third base. I'm, I, was, I was a very good third baseman, man. I, I can throw you out. I can, let, I can hold the ball for two steps and still throw you out. I can't do it now. My whole arm would just... <laughs> I couldn't even see a baseball now. <laughs> I went to a batting cage, me and Julian, and, and I'm standing there, and we hit the button, and I'm like... Choo. <laughs> Get the machine. Get the machine. Stop it. I can't see that. How did I used to hit that? It's like, man, they figured it out. If they hit the ball to me, I have to catch it. And my, I'm depending on my first baseman to be on first when I throw it to him. The double play is amazing. When it comes to me, I got to get it to my guy that's standing on second. It could be the shortstop or the second baseman depending on what side they hit the ball. Everybody's got to know what to do. Amen. For what? For the success of the community. Yes, yes. Hallelujah, somebody. Go to Matthew chapter 18, verse 19. Matthew 18, 19. Again, truly I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything. It says to say it another way. That's my translation. If two of you on earth agree on anything you pray for, my father in heaven will do what you ask. That's why you get people to help you pray. Yes. Yes. Because it's the prayer of what? Agreement. Yes. So that's why I can come in here and go, hey, guys, I need you to pray for me. See, what he says, if two of you are gathered, what if it's 60 of us? Oh, man. That's a lot of backup. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. So your personal prayer life is very important. It is definitely necessary for your walk. But there isn't a prayer of agreement. Hallelujah. When you need more, when you need help, when you need someone that you can come to and say, man, I need you to agree with me in prayer because of this scripture right here. Yes, yes. There's been many times I had to call Vic and Vic, I need you to pray with me on this. It's been many times me and Mike been over the road and I'm like, Mike, you gotta pray with me on this. All right. See, it's, you, want, you want to be able to come together in prayer and pray. So grab someone and say, hey, can you pray with me on this one? Yes, yes. Hallelujah, somebody. Because what happens is that's iron sharpening iron. And also the other person's input may actually give you your answer. You never know. That's right. The other person might tell you, well, you know what? Maybe we don't need to pray for that. Maybe we need to pray for this. Okay. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. Don't come to me talking about I'm praying for Alexis. <laughs> Are you praying for Alexis? Amen. You don't even give anything. But any, that's another story. <laughs> That was a cheap shot. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was a total cheap shot. I repent in front of my congregation. <laughs> it says, verse 20, Auntie said, 
Yes, if two or three people are together believing in me, I promise you I'll be there. Yes, yes. Man, God's got to be here. You know why? I'm going to hold him to this. So I'm like, here we are, Lord. We're gathered in your name. That's the reason why we gather. Everybody say amen to that. So we have gathered in your name, so therefore you have to be here. There's many times where I don't know what I'm going to talk about, especially on the road. I'm, I'm standing there, and, and, and Mike's like, you good? And I'm like, almost. I got like three minutes, because I'm not really sure. But this is what I know. We're gathered in his name, so something's going to happen. Yes, yes, yes. I'm confident in that. Something's going to happen, because he's promised he'd be there. I will be there with you if you gather in my name. I'm gathering in your name, so you got to show up. Because I can show up, but nobody will get blessed. You got to show up. Yes. So he'll, something will happen. We'll just, just say action, and something, something will go on. Everybody say amen. amen. Better than that. Romans chapter 12, verse 4. hate to jump you through it, but we got to. Romans 12, 4. Each one of us has one body. And that body has many parts. Yes. These parts don't all do the same thing, and aren't we thankful for that? Amen. There's a statement going, man, he's all thumbs. No, that means you drop everything. Man, this guy can't catch for nothing. He's all thumbs. See, think if you had a whole handful of thumbs. <laughs> See, the thumb is important. Everybody say amen. amen. But man, the whole hand, you got to grab the thing. Yes. And if you're all thumbs, you can't grab it. Thumb right. don't grab. It kind of holds. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So here it is. We're, we're this body of, uh, we're all this body, and the body has many parts. They don't do the same thing. Verse 5 says what, auntie? So in Christ, we though many form one body. So in Christ, we now form the body. All right. All this in here is the body of Christ. Hallelujah. We are the parts of the body, and each part belongs to all the others. Now, your body has feet, it has hands, it has elbows, it has all that stuff. And it all belongs to each other. So what happens if one part of your body is not right? The whole body attention goes to it. Amen. Right. Man, you got a pounding headache. So the whole body is like, okay, we're going to walk to get the ibuprofen. And then the hand grabs it, opens the thing, drops the pill, and then the arm takes it up, and then the other hand grabs the water, and then your mouth has to take it in, and your system has to swallow it down. And then the inside, it has to disperse that medication back up. I don't know how that works. But it disperses it back up to where the problem is. When, the, when any part of your body has a problem, the whole body responds to it. Amen. When you have a bad ankle, your whole body responds to it. How does the other leg carries the weight of the weight you can't put on the bad ankle? Right. right. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. When you get one arm that's jacked up, that means the other arm got to do a little bit more. Yep. That's us. Amen. Somebody in here gets hurt. Somebody in here falls. The whole body's got to look to it and make sure it's okay. Amen. Amen. Somebody in here has a bad situation. Some family in here struggles or whatever. Everybody in here got to look to it 
and make sure it's okay. Not being nosy with gossip, which we don't do here. Everybody say amen. Amen. I'm talking about with concern and care. That's right. And love more importantly than anything. Amen. To get that person okay. We are a lot of members and there's, but we are one body. That's, and everybody in here belongs to everybody else in here. Amen. <laughs> We're in this thing together, man. That's right. Amen. It's us against the world. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And if nobody, because sometimes, man, think about it. If something happened to me, yeah, I got my, my Courtney, but it's like if something happened to me, my family is dispersed. Mm -hmm. So until they all can get back to me, which my brother can't, and my sister-in-law won't be able to, my mom, she would get there. My, my daughter would get there. She's down in Georgia. But something's going to have to maintain me until they get here. Right. Sometimes your church family replaces your real family. Amen. Amen. That's right. But I'm saying that's how close it needs to be. Yeah. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. Nobody in here better not be going without no grub because there's a lot of people in here that can get you some grub. Hallelujah, somebody. That's right. Now, here's the thing. It's like, man, we have to remember something. We have to remember this. We are parts of that body, and each part belongs to all the others. Oh, is that why I'm still in the cold when I don't have to be? Is that why I'm not as rich as I probably could be? <laughs> Ebenezer Scrooge. Is that why I'm not in a place that I necessarily love, but I love the people? Is that why I'm willing to sacrifice some of my life because of somebody else? <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> I love the babies. Babies don't bother me. Don't ever think they bother me. They don't. In fact, babies are my biggest fans. <laughs> and I love when I talk when I when I when I look I'm, I'm talking to the baby they all go I know that voice yeah y'all yeah, you've been hearing me since you was in your mama's stomach yeah. Amen. <laughs> they all look at me like I know him <laughs> Auntie, where we going First Thessalonians five five and twelve five and twelve let's go. Now we ask you, brothers and sisters, mm -hmm. to acknowledge those who work hard among you. Now listen, this oh, this just happened to fall in here. This ain't my point, but it's a good one. It says to recognize the value of those who work hard among you. Those who, as followers of the Lord, care for you and tell you how to live. Oh, that's me. <laughs> Bless you, Pastor. That's me. <laughs> I finally get some kudos. Look out for me. Amen. Make all checks. No. No. <laughs> I'm saying how? Look out for me in your prayers. Hallelujah. Somebody. Amen. Hallelujah. Look out for me in your concern. Amen. Look out for me in your appreciation. Amen. Now look out for me because there's demons out there that don't like me. That's right. I'm telling you, the devil hates my guts. Know why? I got a big mouth. And I'm not afraid to tell the truth. 
And I'm telling you, you pay for that because you get on his list and boy does he try to get you. Mm -hmm. He'll try to get, crush your name. He'll try to take your integrity. He'll try to do everything to get me. I'm up for that. I'm always up for a fight. But my thing is, man, you guys got to help me. Amen. Amen. So just like no outside source will ever tell me anything about you, you're going to let an outside source tell you something about me? No. Nope. It's like, you know, a kiss. My... <laughs> Do that. <laughs> because my thing is, this is my family. Right. This is my team. This is my crew. And you don't come against us. That's right. And if you come against one of us, you come against all of us, man. That's right. That's right. Because just like God has agents everywhere, so does Satan. And man, Satan wants to shut me up. He wants me to take my ball and go home. Mm-hmm. He wants me to quit. Know why? Because people driving you nuts. Quit. Aren't you tired of people lying on you? Aren't you tired of people making up stuff about you? Aren't you tired of people who don't even know you saying things about you? And I'm going, no, I'm not tired of that. I'm tired of not being able to hit somebody. Amen. <laughs> okay, well, quit. I can't. I can't quit. Right. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. But what I am saying is I need your help. Amen. To protect me. Everybody say amen to that. It says, verse 13, what does it say, auntie? Hold them in the highest regard and love because of their work. Mm -hmm. Live in peace with each other. You got to live in peace with each other, verse 14. And we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive. It says, but you know what? Talk to those who are not really doing much. Encourage those who are afraid. Help those who are weak. And by the way, be patient with everybody while you're doing that. Yes, yes, yes. You guys follow me? It says to help those, encourage those who aren't doing anything. And then it's like those people that are weak, you, you, you got to help them be strong. Stay with them. And it's like, but you, you got to be patient. Help those that are scared, just afraid of everything. You got to be able to be there for them, but be patient. Yes. Be patient with one another as we're trying to bring each other up. It's, it's not, oh, you need to do better and you, I can't believe. No, be patient. Yes. Be patient. But it is our duty to encourage each other. Now, how are we going to do that if we don't even know who you are? You never come. Don't be afraid. Here's the thing. A lot of people are private and you got to respect that. But man, I can speak for us. Because I always hear people out there go, man, I, I really want to come back. And I'm like, I know what's stopping you. You think people are going to look at you funny. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I don't want people to think, no, you're not that important. Nobody's going to think. We don't do that here. Just bring your butt back and sit down. Okay. I'm telling you, you're, nobody's going to do that. Right. I promise you nobody's going to do that. We don't care. We don't care enough to be in your business. Everybody say amen to that. Mm -hmm. Just come back so the enemy speaks to your mind. I call it the drift theory. When you throw something into the ocean, take a bottle, put a note in it, throw it in the ocean, after a while you can still see it. But as, as time goes, it floats away. It's never coming back. When people say that, I go, you're not never coming back. And that's okay, your season is up. I'm saying don't let the adversary get you away from the medicine. Yes. Amen. Don't let the 
the cold drive you away from the fire. Right. We're strong, we're better together. The Bible tried to teach us that, but baseball did it. Man, you get a, you get, man, if a guy's standing on third, we need to run, and I'm like, man, I don't even have to get on base. All I got to do is hit it far enough so this guy can tag up. I'll sacrifice fly. I'll sacrifice myself to get that run in. See, baseball figured it out. The guy on first, and he's really fast, and he's going, man, if I can just steal second, then that guy, I'm depending on that guy. If he gets a hit, I'm going to score. See, it's so dependent on everybody. The pitcher goes, man, I'm going to throw this ball, and I'm going to throw it low, and, I'm, and he's going to hit this on the ground, and my guys are going to get him out. Or I'm going to throw it high, and it's going to sling off his back, and it's going to go straight up, and one of my guys are going to catch it. Baseball figured it out. They don't care what race you are. They don't care what, where you come from. If you're wearing the same jersey as me, we are teammates. Amen. We are, we are in this together. We're in this fight together. You ever seen a baseball brawl, which is hilarious? Cause, yeah. <laughs> and you know, you know, and I know athletes, they're sitting there and they're all football and all basketball. They're really saying, somebody break it up. Somebody break it up. Somebody break it up. Because one, they don't want to get fined and they don't, definitely don't want to get hurt. But you ever seen a baseball brawl? The whole dugout comes out. Mm-hmm. Somebody grab somebody who's got a different jersey on and support your team. Mm-hmm. Man, why don't church do that? Church will throw you out. Church will let you sit out there by yourself. I've seen it happen. Mm-hmm. Church will step back on you and leave you standing there alone. I, uh, one thing I thought when I first went to church, and, and no knock on the church, but it's true anyway. My guys in the street had my back more than the guys in church. And it bothered me. My guys in the street, no matter what went down, they had me. They were on my team. No matter if I was, I was on top of the hill or I was low, they had me. I was on their team. If I had money in my pocket, if I was broke, they had me. They were on my team. And now I'm going, man, in church, man, everybody's fighting and jockeying. You know, just because I could play drums a little bit and people are jealous and things, you know, things are said. And I'm like, man, this is supposed to, I'm coming off the street. I'm like, I thought this was church. Everybody's supposed to get along in church. Well, hmm. I thought this was church. How come he's moving up so fast? And how come you made him this? And, 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 I, and I took flack and people would say things. And, 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 and uh, like, like it's, uh, how come he's doing this? And, and, but then when they see me, they're, oh, hey, brother, how are you doing? I'm like, man, this is amazing. The world does us like that, too. But church isn't supposed to do that. Amen. But I'm going to tell you one thing. My friends didn't do me like that. My friends we grew up with where there was no God involved. It was just love. So I guess God was involved. Because we still love each other today. Auntie, where are we? On 15. We're almost there, guys. Go. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong from wrong, Uh but always strive to do what is good for each other. It says, listen, somebody do you wrong, don't pay them back. Man, I hate this scripture. Because I love to pay back. What James Brown say, the big payback. <laughs> oh man, I don't start fights, but man, finish them is a blast. 
man. It's just like, man, I can wreak so much pain on your life. You don't understand how difficult I can make your world. I love paying back. And man, especially when you're in a position where you can, if you have a little authority. Oh, I remember on work, I wanted to pay some people back, and, and I had authority to do it, and God was like, you better not do it. <laughs> Wait a minute, I can put this sucker on the worst jobs in here for two years. I can send that person away. And God says, don't you do it. Don't you pay back evil for evil. It's somebody I want to pay back right now. And God is saying, don't do it. And I'm like, you're going to have to keep talking to me. <laughs> I'm seriously thinking about how I can do it. And God's like, you better not do it. You have to always try to do good for each other. And by the way, for everybody. That's yeah. so tough, man. That's not, we don't live in a world that that's good for you. Because when you do that, then you become vulnerable. Right, right, right. I don't want to do that. I, I want to. I want to pay back, man. I want somebody does me wrong. They deserve for me to do them wrong back. And God says no. But He does say this: If you hold your peace, I'll fight your battle. Yes, that's what He says. And now the problem won't be with you. It'll be with me. Yes. And I'm gonna tell you: Every time I hold the peace, oh man, God wreaks havoc. Yeah. And it works out better. Mm-hmm. So trust me, they're not getting off the hook. Because just like you don't want nobody messing with your kids, God don't want nobody messing with his kids. Amen. So he said, yes. you stay holy. Let Allow me to take care of this for you. Everybody say amen. Yes, out. yes. Auntie, where are we going? Hebrews 10, 24. Hebrews 10. We're almost there. You guys all right? I got seven minutes. Hebrews 10, 24. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good things. It says we should think about how we're going to encourage each other and how to show love and how to do good works. We have to think about how, we got to think about ways to love each other. This is Bible now, it's not King. See it? Mm-hmm. Auntie, read it again, they don't believe me. And let us consider how we may spur one another. Spur on one another, encourage, encourage each other, go. On toward love and good deeds. And, and, and we got to do it on towards love, and then we got to do good deeds. We got to think about how we're going to do those things. Next verse. Not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of we doing. We got to stop missing so much church like most people are in the habits of doing. Why? Because you got to rub up against each other. And yes. because if a part, if you're missing, part of the body is off. Now, I'm not saying you're going to be in church every week. Come on, I'm not even in church every week. But what I am saying is, man, I've heard many people go, man, I almost stayed home. I'm so glad I did. Mm -hmm. How many times you wake up like, oh, let me tell you how many times I wake up that way on Sunday. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go in there and they're all going to look at me and say, tell us something. And I'm like, I don't want to today. I don't feel like it today. I'm not in the mood today. I don't want to go to church today. <laughs> That's why I get in trouble. Everybody thinks it, but I'll say it. 
I don't want to be here sometimes. But I can hear the Lord saying, get your dark stuff up and get your clothes on. And get, he says, Peter, do you love me? Yep. Feed my sheep then. He didn't ask how he felt. So you get up and do what I'm telling you to do. All right, I get up. <laughs> Bed is really comfortable. And let me tell you something. As you get older, it's hard to sleep. Yes, it is. Yeah. Amen. Thank you. Because everybody who's getting older always agrees. Man, something go on when you get old. You just don't sleep as much. And it's like, man, I am trying to sleep. If I get three hours in a row, I've done good. Mm -hmm. And then when you pop up and you wake up and you look over, hit the phone, and I'm like, oh, it's 3.30? Now I got to pee. <laughs> so then you get up and you go to the bathroom. And then I had to get a nightlight because I can't turn the light on, but I don't want to pee in the garbage. So it's like, <laughs> you got a nightlight. And then that comes on. And the nightlight always goes off before I'm finished. <laughs> and then I'm, now I'm like trying to wave at the motion thing. <laughs> Oh, shoot, come back on. <laughs> if I move an inch to the left, it's going everywhere. I can't see. And then it pops back on. I'm like, oh, thank you, God. <laughs> and then you get back to the bed and you're woke. <laughs> Man, when my mom came and stayed with me for about a month, I would hear her bumping around at 4.30 in the morning, just levitating through the house. And I'm like, what are you doing? I can't sleep. <laughs> she called me at like 7 in the morning our time. What time is it there? <laughs> well, I can't sleep. Something happens when you get old. Yeah. You stop sleeping. I, I don't, I'm sorry, this is old people talk. You know, when you talk to old people, they always tell you what's wrong. <laughs> hey, how you doing? Well, you know, my elbow's acting up and <laughs> constipated. You know what I mean? <laughs> Why would you tell me you're constipated? <laughs> uh, getting old sucks, man. It really does. Auntie, I'm lost. Where are my Hebrews? Uh, auntie. <laughs> I don't know where we are. Where are we? The last of that verse. All right, go. But encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. And it says we got to encourage each other because you know what? The day is getting closer and closer. What day is that? The day of the end of this thing, man. You got to stay encouraged, people. I'm telling you, don't get weary and well-doing because I don't see this world lasting much longer. I really don't. Mm -hmm. It may be in our lifetime. If it's not in a lifetime, it's a great chance it's going to be in your kid's lifetime. That's right. So don't get tired now. Stay in the fight, everybody. Stay in the fight. Everybody say stay in the fight. Stay in the fight. Look, look to somebody else and tell them stay in the fight. Stay in the fight. Come on, guys. We're in a fight, and we're going to finish this thing. Everybody say amen. amen. One for all, all for one. Amen. The musketeers. I love the musketeers. Auntie, where are we? First Peter 3, 8. I got two more. I got, man, I got two minutes. Go. Finally, all of you, be like-minded, be sympathetic, love one another. It says, so look, live together, try to understand each other, love each other like brothers and sisters. You got to be compassionate. You got to be humble. You got to be sympathetic. It says, finally, listen, guys, get along. Get along. Yeah. 
Auntie, go. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. He said it again. Okay, we get it. Don't, don't pay them back for doing wrong to you. Don't insult anyone to pay them back because they insulted you. Got to get over things when you're in love with somebody. Yes. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, we've had people leave here because I told them the truth and they didn't like it. Bye. And then I became a bad pastor. And then they tell other people he's a bad pastor. Why? Because I, I told you the truth. Mm -hmm. If you want to know how that dress fits, don't ask me if you exist it up. <laughs> I'm trying to help you out. Nope. That's not going to work. Hallelujah, somebody. Don't ask me. Because I'm telling you the truth out of love. And when you tell people the truth, sometimes they hate you. And then it takes away all the good you've done in their world. One, one offense erases all of that. Yeah. It's amazing. Yes. And they move on. So it says, don't pay them back, but ask God to bless them. Do this because you yourselves were chosen to receive a blessing. It's like, man, okay, I just want your life to fall apart, but I'm not going to pray that. God, help them find their way. Lord, help them make it. Help, Lord, I have no, no animosity towards them because I don't want my prayers hindered. Lord, I pray that they get their stuff together. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. Last one, 1 John 4 and 10. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us. All right, Auntie, it says true love is God's love for us, not our love for God. Amen. His love is true. Our love is conditional. We're trying to get out of that, but it is. Everybody, come on now. Don't leave me hanging. Because some, all, everybody in this room has gotten upset with God because he didn't do what we wanted him to do. Or he didn't do it how we wanted him to do it. Or he didn't do it fast enough. Or he allowed something. Amen. Thank you, Auntie. All of us have. I'm the master of, hey, God, what was that? What was that? Of me and you. And God's going, what? You see what's going on. I see what's going on. Why are you upset about it? Didn't, he, didn't I tell you if they hate me, they're going to hate you? He told us. Didn't I tell you many are the afflictions of the righteous? But I'll deliver you out of all of them. Didn't I tell you that the world wasn't going to stop? It's going to keep coming at you and you got to overcome it because I've given you all these weapons and tools to do it. Why are you upset with me? Well, I don't feel like it. I am a chosen one. I am your child. There's no way I should have to go through that. And God goes, well, you'll never become what I need you to become without it. There's no other way to get in shape. It's just not. I've been searching. There's no goal old. There's none of that. None of it. It's just, it's just work and sacrifice. That's it. That's it. I've lost a lot of weight because I'm like, man, I'm getting old. I got to stay here longer for, to my kids to get, you know. And I'm like, man, I can't get old. And I'm like, man, and man, Courtney, how hard do I work? Oh, I hate it. 
I would so much rather be sitting on the couch playing PlayStation. <laughs> and then we're out to eat, and they're all just fries and all that, and I'm just looking at them. And then the devil over here, oh, Dad, you'll be okay. Just eat it. <laughs> Get thee behind me, Satan. <laughs> That's not on my menu anymore. I can't do it. There's no other way. There's no other way in God either. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. The progression of you is tied directly to what you go through. I'm sorry. Sorry. But we have joy. We have peace. Hallelujah. We Hallelujah. have the word of God. We have, we have so many things that help us. Auntie, go. And sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Ah, that's true love. He sent his son to take away our sins. We love him conditionally. His love is true. Verse 11. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. So this is how much, this, that is how much God loved us, dear friends, so we also must love each other. We have to. We have to. You got to look across the field. You got to look over on the other side and go, man, I love that person. Amen. People always, I, we, I was looking at, a, a, I was trying to, Yesterday, I was trying to find some kind of word. I was just, just hearing what people were saying, and I'm like, nah, put somebody else on, nah, put somebody else on, no. And I'm like, man, it's hard to hear a word now. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's because I, I, maybe I've heard too much. I, don't, I mean, I'm not putting anybody down, but I'm just saying, no, it's, it's difficult to hear. Uh, no, that's not good. It's, Oh, man, this guy's kind of boring. I, mean, I don't see how this guy holds anybody's attention. I mean, I'm, and I'm not judging him. I'm just saying I can't sit with that stuff. And it's, and, and, and it's like, man, we talk about love, and it's like, man, we, we have to remember that, that, that God actually is the thing. And, and, and when an atheist says, I don't believe in God, ask them, do they love their family? And they're going to go, yeah, then that's God. You, you do believe in God. Because there's no way around it. Because God is the thing. Mm-hmm. He actually is love. His DNA is love. That's where love came from. It came from God. It came mm-hmm. directly from God. Amen. And so, and, I, and I'm hearing all this stuff. And, I, and I'm not hearing nobody talk about love, though. I, I'm hearing everybody talk about life. Just, just life and how to have a better life and just what you do in life and then you know hey we and then the person oh you know we were down in Florida on vacation and man what about the people who can't go on vacation it's like you know it's just like man it's hard to hear the word now man, be, I'm not the greatest teacher man matter of fact I don't even really think I'm that good to be honest and, and, and my thing is man I, I don't articulate right and I say things I shouldn't but man, I, I, my desire is really to teach you the Bible and have you understand. That's my goal. It's not fame, it's not money, it's not my name in life. It's not a big giant church. None of that crap. It's just, man, people that I care about, if I know something, I will tell you everything that I know. I won't hold anything back from you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Pastor. Why? Well, man, some kind of way, I fell in love with you guys. Amen. You guys are important to me, man. You guys are a big part of my world. All of you come to mind all the time. My mind's never clear. Somebody's always on. I, I, I was looking at the view, the, that little Mac paper, the view, 
And I opened up, and Shirley's on the cover. And I'm like, Shirley! I had to send her a picture. And I see you. That's one of my team. Hallelujah, somebody. Yes, yes. That's how I feel about you guys. You guys are my team. And it's like, man, I'm like hearing a lot of stuff, but I ain't really hearing much about love and other than loving Jesus. Okay, that's fine, but don't forget, we got to love each other. And that's probably why the church is not being a great example to the world. The world is going, I don't want no part of that. You suckers can't even get along. Why would I want to come in there? Mm-hmm. Right. Auntie, come on, almost done. No one has ever seen God. Now listen, this is very important. Nobody's ever seen God, Auntie, but what? But if we love one another, God lives in us. But if we love one another, God lives in us. If we love each other, God's love has reached its goal. Yes, yes. See, when people see us, they've never seen God. But because God is love, and they see the love that we have for each other, then they go, man, that's God. And that's the goal. The goal for God is that God's love gets inside us so much that it, it's, it completes us. It's being made perfect in us. Yes. God's love is now perfect, complete. How? Because of the way we are together. Yes. Now in that, it doesn't mean that there won't be sin. In that, it doesn't mean there won't be dis, uh, uh, misunderstandings and all. In that, it, it means there won't be failures and people won't fall and all that. But it says that my love will make you perfect. It will, it will hold perfect. It, the goal is to get love so deep down inside of you that when people from the outside sees it, they go, man, that's what I'm talking about. Yes. Now it's complete. Why? Because man, don't people love each other, man. How did all these people coming from all different directions, all walks of life, all ages, why do they love each other like that? Why do they look out for each other? Oh, I want to be a part of that. Yes. And every pastor I've brought in here, and I'm getting ready to bring some more in here. I'm getting ready to bring some more of my friends up here. Everybody say amen. Amen. Know why? So they can give us a word? Yeah. But you know what? Because they need the rest. And then coming in here, they all walked out refreshed, going, man, your people are great. You guys are a hospital. You're a clinic. And I got a lot of friends out here who fight and struggle all the time. And then when I bring them in here, know what we're going to do? We're just going to love them. Amen. Amen. And we'll send them back. See, because pastors pass the church where it's, it's conditional, and then you better keep speaking well, and and people always want to leave. I had a friend call me the other day. One of his closest friends just took his family out to church. And he was like, man, I can't believe that. And I'm like, I can't. I can totally believe it. But he's heartbroken. And I'm like, man, listen, God, let him go. Let him go. Don't try to force it. Don't try to keep it because you're gonna, you're gonna, it's going to be uncomfortable. Just let him go. But I can understand your pain. He's like, man, the people, man, you give them everything. I know, I know. I'm like, dude, you need to come see us. Come in our environment and just let us love you for a second. Yeah, amen. Man, you guys know, remember Ingrid? Ingrid, Ingrid? Yeah. Ingrid came and she's like, man, I love your people. You guys were there for her when and she was really struggling. And all you guys did was just loved her. We figured some things out. We figured out how to do that. Yes. 
Keep love in the house. Hallelujah, somebody. Amen. We are better together. Yes. All right, come on. I love what he said. He says, man, thousands of years of, of history and, and wisdom, he says, that's the book of Jeremiah was about the people coming together. And he says, man, the Bible tried to teach you and didn't do it. Look at our country, but man, baseball got it figured out. Now with the influx of, of foreign players, man, some of these guys, they can't even communicate. They don't speak the language. Mm -hmm. They got interpreters in the dugout trying to help them. But you know, when they get out on the field, you would never know it. Yeah. Yeah. The pitcher speaks Venezuelan. The third baseman speaks uh, Cuban. The, the outfielder speaks Japanese. And man, it doesn't matter. Because when that ball gets hit, they all know what to do. And you know what they need to do? Win together. Amen. I'm trying to win. Me too, Pastor. I'm trying to win. Matter of fact, I'm going to win. Yes, yes. I'm going to yes. win. <coughs> Here's the thing. We're going to win this thing together. Amen. Amen. Stay together. No outside force infiltrates us. There, there are no weak links on this chain. Stay together. Yes. Your children are my children. Yes. Stay together. You belong to me. I belong to you. Stay mm -hmm. together. Amen. And we'll be fine. Everybody say amen to that. Amen. One. Father, we give you glory and praise, and we thank you and praise you, God, for your ability to do something. Your ability to come bring a bunch of people together, and in your name, and as you take and roll of Father, we become family, we become one. Only you can do that other than sports. Sports has figured it out, and sports isn't you. Football players stay together. Basketball players fight together. Baseball players fight together. Soccer players fight together. Hockey players, they fight together. Sports has figured it out, but Lord, we pray that your houses of worship will figure it out. But you know, we pray for everybody else, but in our house, we say we're going to do it. We're just going to stand together, Lord. Loving each other as patiently as we can, encouraging each other. All our resources is at everybody's disposal. Man, one thing, the early church, Lord, they were so, people, they got so many people to join it because, man, they wouldn't let anybody go hungry. They wouldn't let anybody go without. They shared not just their love and their prayers, they also, they also shared their resources. So the musketeers said, one for all, all for one, and so that's where we stand. So Lord, we need some things to help us down here. One, we thank you and praise you for the deal being finalized for the building and for the preschool. We thank you for that. Lord, that will help us so much. We ask and pray, Lord. You know what, Lord? One thing we need, we need a nursery. We got all these little babies, man. We, and man, I love the babies. But you know what? The parents need to hear the word. So Lord, we, we need a nursery. We need help, with, we need help there. Lord, Lord, there's things that we need down here to help us accomplish your goal. And we pray in Jesus' name that you will give it to us. Why? Because right now, I'm in a prayer of agreement. I got all these people now praying with me. 
So Lord, I saw a vision. I saw where we had trouble parking, sitting was pretty tight, and we had too many kids. Now Lord, I've had that vision years and years ago and it hasn't came to pass yet. But Lord, we're trying to make sure we do, we do everything that we possibly can and we not hinder it at all. So Lord, I can hear well done and we can hear well done when we see you. So in Jesus' name, right now, Satan, we come against you. You have no room. We give you no room here, no room in our lives, no room inside, no room outside. Lord, I thank you and praise you to Satan. You got to stay away from people's marriages, stay away from people's families, stay away from people's health. Hallelujah. You got to stay away from people's children. We all come together right now and we pray and we are binded together saying, Satan, you know what? If one is weak, we will put them in the middle and we will protect them from you. So Father, I give you glory and praise that everybody here is important. From the oldest person to the youngest baby, everybody's important. And Lord, we go forward, but we go forward together in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's take communion. Come on.